Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp neemt de bal aan, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, Hello and welcome to the Total Football Podcast World Cup 2018 coverage. It's day eight and it's Apocalypse Day for Argentina as well as Peru, but mostly Argentina, even though Peru are actually out of the competition. Argentina are the big talking point. That was, oh my God, I'm still actually absorbing in everything I just saw. And that was, that was like, not quite. Brazil 7-1 but they Germany if Germany of 2014 were playing against that Argentina side I think it would have been a similar result than what Croatia than what they achieved against Brazil rather like Croatia were actually I know I'm starting with the third match but it's just the biggest talking point I'll get to the other two matches as well but uh, Croatia you know weren't even really that impressive not in the first half second half you know after scoring they were they shut the game down absolutely superbly they never really looked like conceding uh though in the first half uh enzo perez of argentina had the best chance of the half and you know he scores that goal maybe the match is completely different but then you think is it really though would it would have just finished 3-1 that was absolutely dread. That's legitimately one of the worst performances I've seen of any team at this World Cup. I think Saudi Arabia against Russia in the opening match. Yeah, there's a debate to be had there. I think and Argentina. Like I feel bad for Messi. You know, on our predictions podcast uh, in our previous show, we Andrew and I both kind of agreed that. We we wanted Argentina to do well because of Messi, but their the squad had limitations that you know it really depended on whether the squad could really get behind themselves. And well, they haven't. They really haven't. Like I still don't understand how Sergio Aguero came off after immediately after the first goal. I don't know. I don't know how you do that, especially because Aguero probably had Argentina's second next best chance right before the goal as well and then Higuain came on and did very little like why is that Dybala cannot be much worse than what if he had started then oh I can't even fully get my thoughts together here like how is Dybala not starting that match I understand he comes on and he doesn't have much of an impact but when you come on it's different to starting the match when you come on, you have to find the rhythm of the match. Your team's already losing. There's already a defeatist attitude there. Croatia are pretty well set up. They, they're very confident. They realise they're likely not going to concede. Like It's very difficult to come into a match in that position. and None of the blame can really lie on Dybala. None of the, none of the blame can really lie on uh, many of the attacking... Some of the attacking players uh, at Argentina. Because that first goal is calamitous. That is honestly one of the worst goalkeeping mistakes I've ever seen. Like, how is Willy Caballero? One played for Manchester City for so long, two played for Chelsea now, and three got into this Argentina side. Is there really no one better? An injured Sergio Romero would have done better. An injured, and Sergio Romero, like, he's not exactly the pinnacle of world goalkeeping. Like, he's a fine goalkeeper. He has a mistake in him. But not that kind of mistake, even injured. Like, that. And, you know, credit to Rubic or Rebic. That that was a quality finish. Um, it was you know really well taken goal, 
but when it's offered to you on a plate like that, you have to take it as well. Like Argentina now in a lot of trouble. Uh, like I'm trying to think, how do they get out of this group now? And they need they need to beat Niger. They no, they need Nigeria to beat Iceland and then buy buy a couple of goals as well. Not just one nil. One nil probably wouldn't even do. They need that, and then you know that can, that guarantees first place for Croatia really. Well, besides a massive goal swing and then Argentina need to beat Nigeria and beat them well and they're a team that just don't look like scoring like the penalty as well obviously in the Iceland match last Saturday that's a that's a that's probably one of the biggest moments in the tournament now like Argentina win this match it's you know all can be forgiven uh, and if Argentina get out of the group somehow now I, I really don't see how they get out of the group Iceland against Nigeria is such a big match now it's on at uh, four PM tomorrow, so like that is like that is a massive match. That's winner takes all. Like winner take like Argentina will be hoping Nigeria win that and win it by a couple goals because like Argentina haven't helped their goal difference sales in three 0 Like to give up like that, that third goal was like abs- that was just taking the piss out of them. Like that was just making a mockery of Argentina. Like. Like I'm at the point where I've actually forgotten what the other two matches. I think I think today started with Denmark Australia finishing one all. I think, um, like Argentina, like Argentina were just so bad. They're they're as bad as any team that has been bad at this World Cup. Like they they're legitimately one of the worst World Cup teams now. If you were to rank one from thirty-two, the two the thirty-two teams in this competition, you probably put Saudi Arabia thirty-second, Panama thirty-first. You'd maybe fit another couple teams, and then you probably have Argentina twenty-eighth, twenty-seventh. Like that's that's too absolutely dreadful. Maybe maybe I am overreacting, but I don't think I am. Like I like at time of recording, the match just finished, so I am very much still on the high or low of that match I am as I said I am still kind of taking it all in but I don't think that even changes much I think that's still just a threat. like Argentina could still get out of the group four points is like teams have gone through with four points in second place but it's looking very unlikely and if, if Iceland win tomorrow then I imagine Croatia and Iceland will just play out a nice comfortable nil all draw and that'll be that Croatia will take first, Iceland will take second, they'll both be pretty happy with that. And uh, Argentina will be, you know, it's, it's completely out of their hands right now. It's completely and utterly out of their hands. And Argentina should not be in that kind of position. Especially, especially when they have someone like Lionel Messi, the greatest player of all time in their squad. And, you know, this competition, this, this tournament does not damage Messi's legacy one bit. Because, you know, Ronaldo for Portugal similar kind of situation like that Portugal team is better than Argentina's like man for man better team more experience and you know they've actually won something Ronaldo obviously is dragging like a couple like Portugal are better players but they play just as poorly Ronaldo is dragging them he's gotten all four of their goals at least at least Aguero scored for Argentina like so they have someone else to score the goals for them but I don't think I don't think this is uh, a case where oh Ronaldo's Ronaldo's now above Messi. I don't think we're at that stage. I think it would take a lot 
for Ronaldo to do that. Like Ronaldo, obviously a fantastic player, and I dislike the mentioning Messi. You kind of have to mention Ronaldo, but I feel bad for Messi. I really do because he doesn't deserve. Like I imagine now, it wouldn't shock me if he retired from international football after the competition. Like he could even he could have even announced his retirement as I'm recording. I don't know. It would be something he would do, and it wouldn't shock me if I just stopped recording, checked Twitter, and he said it in an interview. Like, oh, I'm done. It wouldn't shock me. I'm imagine, I'm assuming that's not happened though, and that he will play against Nigeria and like no like even just for pride they have to beat Nigeria now. But I don't know. Nigeria were poor against Croatia from what I heard. I did not get to actually watch that match. It's one of the few matches I did not see. But no matter how poor Nigeria were, I can't imagine they were as bad as Argentina were tonight. They were absolutely dreadful. But. There's only so much you can say about Argentina other than they were dreadful. And, you know, the competition's not going to miss them. I think going into the last 16, we won't be thinking, oh, man, no Argentina. I think we'll be thinking, oh, thank God they're gone. And another thing, Nicolas Otamendi, incredibly lucky to be beyond the pitch at the end of that match. That's an absolutely disgraceful incident near the end of that match. I, I, can't, I can't remember now, was it before or after the third goal, but it was certainly after the second. Completely lost his head. He kicked... He tried to kick the ball at Rakitic's head. He just managed to miss his head and he followed through and kicked Rakitic. Like, that's unacceptable. That is completely unprofessional and, like, he should be banned for that. that. Like, I don't care how frustrated you are. You do not take it out on another person. Just, like, that is an absolute disgrace. Like, there are kids sitting at home watching that match and that's what they're seeing. Like, that is absolutely disgraceful. And for that, I think Argentina, like, for that alone, Argentina, like, it was a rough match, dirty match. I don't know how 22 people stayed on that pitch. Referee did not handle it very well. Kind of reminded me of the 2010 World Cup final, but not quite that bad because, you know, that match was truly exceptional for how awful the refereeing performance was. But the referee did not have control of that match. I don't know why, like, maybe the refereeing standards in Uzbekistan are quite good, but I don't know why you put an Uzbekistan referee on that match. You put someone that you can trust on a match as important as Argentina against Croatia, where the loser could go out of the competition. Like, that's a, that's a poor decision on FIFA's part, but, you know, what can you do? The referee was poor, but the, the, at the end of the day, the result was fair. And uh, I suppose that's that, that'll uh, be a close to my... That's just Argentina. That Like, there's still two other matches today. I'm pretty sure Denmark against Australia was also today. Uh, you know, it feels like a million years ago after that match that I just watched. Um, Denmark, I thought, were poor. I thought Australia were actually kind of unlucky not to get more out of the match. Even if, you know, the VAR, uh, a lot of controversy around VAR for that penalty. But I thought Michael O'Neill on RT, I know most of you probably wouldn't have seen this, but I thought he described it very well. He said, you know, the hand is probably in more of a natural position than you would think because you know he's jumping your hand is going to be there when you jump that's just how people jump but when the header the header is likely going in or at least going on target and the hand has stopped that so you know in that sense it is a penalty and uh again i was surprised the penalty was given when i saw first i thought no chance but again var cannot help when human error comes into play like if referee is going to get a decision wrong and he's seen it replay like he's getting he's just getting the decision wrong like that's just poor refereeing not not uh var is not to blame for that maybe the actual people behind var are to blame for even bringing up the issue but again i think 
Australia deserves something out of the match, so I don't think it's that big of an issue. Denmark started the game quite well. They scored a goal from open play, which is a serious uh, problem in this competition. Like, uh, thank God we have Croatia, who scored five goals, and even then, one of them were penalty, was a penalty. Like the goal before the Iceland Croatia before the was not Iceland Croatia before the Croatia Argentina match, four out of five matches it finished one nil, and the other one was one all. So, like, it's not that games have been poor or unexciting. It's just there's a lack of... I don't even know what it's a lack of. It's a lack of just the ability to put the ball in the back of the net. Like, that's the only way I can really describe it. Like, play, like teams are playing quite well in the first and second thirds of the pitch, but when they get to the final third, it's just it all falls apart for quite a lot of teams, except Russia, bizarrely, and then the team no one expected anything from. Obviously, there are ethical issues, perhaps, around Russia, but I won't go into that right now. Um, you know, because can you really trust Russia? That's that's always the, the cloud, the black cloud hanging over them. Uh, but Denmark, as I said, they started the match well, but once they scored, and this becoming kind of a trend of once they scored, they kind of switched off, and Australia got back into the game. They are the definition of a team that lack a goal scorer. Uh, and that is the same case for Peru, and it's cost both teams, I think, because if Australia did have a goal scorer, maybe they win that match, and maybe things are looking a little brighter. Right now, though, I can't see them getting out of the group stages. I think, you know, unless they beat Peru pretty well, and France and Denmark don't just agree to play a nil-all draw or a one-all draw, like, that's all it needs. France, France, Denmark, one-all, that puts both teams through, no problems. Peru, again, uh, this is Peru and Morocco, two very similar sides in the sense that it's very easy to get behind them, very likable sides, their fans are amazing, they play exciting football, They don't. their plan is not just to sit back and catch teams on the counter-attack or play for a point, they go out there, they try and win matches, they try and score goals, but that was their problem, they just couldn't score a goal, and, you know... Uh, Maybe they'll be back in four years. Hard to say about both teams. They've both done very well to qualify the first competitions in quite some time. If not, did both of them last qualify in 78? One of them, at least, is the first tournament since 78. So maybe they won't be back in four years, but you hope that they can uh, take something from this competition, build on it. Uh, then we seem like we know the first half of the draw now because, well, all four groups have... Er, we're only missing one game from the top from the f- first four groups uh, for the second round of fixtures. It looks well, we know for a fact Russia and Uruguay are through. It's a matter of just picking first and second. Uh, we don't really know what's going on in Group B, but Spain probably through. They'll probably top the group, uh, but then it's a sh- straight shootout between Portugal and Iran, most likely. France, Denmark, likely through in Group C. And then Croatia, and then the winner of Iceland Nigeria tomorrow, probably going to go through in Group D. So, pretty good idea of what's going on there. Uh, tomorrow, we have, as I mentioned, we have Nigeria, Croatia at uh, 4 o'clock. We have Brazil, Costa Rica at 1 o'clock, and uh, Switzerland, Serbia at 7 o'clock. It would be good to see Brazil, uh, Neymar back in training, confirmed that they will be an unchanged side tomorrow. Uh, Costa Rica were poor against Serbia, and you'd, ex- you'd expect Brazil to win. Like Costa Rica, they just never looked like scoring against Serbia, who were very happy to just absorb the pressure and catch them on the counter-attack and hope maybe a set-piece or something goes in. And that was exactly what happened. Alexander Kalarov, the fantastic free kick. 
I'd imagine Brazil would be pretty comfortable. It'd be nice to see them go out. You know, some team teams grow into the competition, so it'll be nice to see you know just how Brazil grow into this competition. Switzerland, Serbia, then is another big match. Serbia have the advantage in the sense that they have more points, but disadvantaged in the sense that they still have to play Brazil. So a victory for Serbia, and they'll probably go through. Because, obviously, uh, if Costa Rica do beat Brazil, it's not for certain that they... Actually, yeah. Serbia Serbia win, they go through. And uh, Switzerland win, and it's all to play for. That'll actually probably see Switzerland go through in a draw. A draw will make things interesting. You'd imagine Switzerland should get three points off Costa... Like, I'm expecting now Costa Rica to get zero points in this group. Because, like, the teams they have to play both need points no matter what happens. So Costa Rica, I'd expect to get zero points. Everyone get three points off them. So maybe the point that Switzerland get off Brazil will be the difference because Serbia will most likely need to at least match that unless they beat Switzerland because uh, even a draw against Switzerland might not be enough because of Brazil. And uh, that's it then for day eight. Uh, day nine is set up to be uh, all right. It's been a bit lackluster the last couple of days just just purely because of lack of goals obviously the Argentina result is massive that'll be a big talking point now for the rest of the week going into the weekend uh as we see through the rest of these round two fixtures uh if you have any thoughts on Argentina or the rest of how the group stages have gone so far uh don't be afraid to email us at the tfpod at gmail.com follow us on instagram at total football pod or on twitter at the tfpod uh, rate the show on your podcast provider of choice and it really helps the show and uh, tell family and friends as well about the show because you know we the world cup is a big event and we want to be a part of your co- your uh, consumption of this uh, amazing event and um, that'll do me for today i think uh, i think i've soaked in argentina I've soaked in enough of the argentina match and i think i just need a rest now that was that was just truly truly one of the worst results of worst performances I can remember from a big side like it, it does rival Brazil 7-1 so uh, that'll do us for day 8 uh, and uh, thank you for listening I'll be back tomorrow for day 9